<laughs> We're going every which way. Praise God. All right. We, um, before I have Jean-Paul come up, we've got a, a video that we're going to show. And then he'll come up and we'll, we'll get on with the rest of the service. Praise God. Well, I'll fill a little bit of time while they get that pulled up. Te Technology is a wonderful thing. <laughs> what it works. Yeah, praise God. Yeah, well, tough. <laughs> um, I met Jean-Paul and Josette a number, a number of years ago. Um, I went with a, a young evangelist to the Ivory Coast of Africa. Uh, Ivory Coast of Africa is French-speaking. Um, it's, it's funny to be in Africa and watch people speak French. Um, but he was over there, and he was kind of, he had, was the contacts, and he was our interpreter. And um, we got over there, and there was some miscommunication about when we were leaving. And he was leaving the country, but we weren't scheduled to fly out for three or four days after that. I was not staying in that country without this man. Um, because, you know, you could disappear in Africa and never be heard from again in some of the places that we were at. Um, and so I met him through that, and, and it's been a, a long, long relationship since then, and I really appreciated all that he's doing. Um, we talk about, you know, French, he's a missionary to French-speaking nations. He's in Morocco, um, Madagascar. Uh, he goes to the 1040 window countries. He's been to China several times. Um, so when he talks about some of these things and, and Jesus doing a work and all the things that he's doing, we're talking about you go to the underground church in China, you talk to the wrong person about the wrong thing, and you might be there for the rest of your life in prison. And so um, that's, that would be the Middle East, some of the Middle Eastern countries, Iraq, Iran. Um, so uh, he goes to all those places. So I'll tell you what, come on up. Mm -hmm. Tell us about some of the stuff you've got back there. Oh, you guys are good now? Of course you are. <laughs> well, we least all right. expected, huh? What'd you do, David?
proclaiming the gospel around the world for years. And there's no reason for us to stop or slow down anytime soon. As long as the Lord opens the doors, gives us the strength and the resources to do it, we will continue to change lives and edify the church and proclaim the uncompromised word of God everywhere we go. Following three successive denials, I was so excited when I received my visa for my Algeria trip in March. I was very surprised. See that it was granted for multiple entries and valid for an entire year. At the very same week, I received news from the Algerian pastor in charge of our program. The government threatened him with imprisonment and the closing of all his churches if foreign visitors were allowed to address the public. Therefore, all church meetings, Bible school teaching, leadership seminars have been canceled. Yes, we request for the courageous and faithful Christians of Algeria. We may not be able to encourage them at this time, but they need to know that brothers and sisters all around the world are interceding on their behalf. They may be persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. trips I've taken over the years. This one, the Madagascar, was by far the toughest. The small team that came with me in May worked tirelessly to do what we'd normally take 10 men to accomplish. They installed a fence, a pole, built a beautiful stage, and installed a much-needed water filtering system. Yes, it was a difficult trip, but the lessons learned are invaluable. They will greatly help us make a difference in the lives of the children, in the region, and ultimately in the entire nation of Madagascar. After Madagascar, it sure felt good to return to the 21st century. France definitely has its challenge, but after 30 years of warfare, I guess the Lord has taught us to successfully fight against them. The Lord delivered a word in season to every church that we visited. And the responses to the altar calls were tremendous. In fact, we never saw so many evacuations and first-time decisions as we did during this last year in this country. We never cease to be amazed by how much is being accomplished with so little resources. But we also consider how much more could be done around the world if we had the finances to do it. As we're approaching our 30th anniversary in full-time ministry, I would say that we have proven our faithfulness to the Lord's calling and our commitment to teach the uncompromised word of God. Sowing is good, but where you sow is what ultimately determines your harvest. You're already partnering with us. We sincerely thank you. But if you're not, Rosanna and I are asking you to please consider supporting this ministry on a monthly basis. You'll be very glad you did. Praise God.
Hallelujah. We, uh, well, this church, I, I guess, I guess uh, combined with the church in uh, Cedarville, uh, you, you've supported Madagascar on uh, several occasions. So we want to thank you for that. Amen? I wanted to talk, tell you just a little bit about uh, something that we just started this summer. It's called Operation Madagascar. We calculate that it costs $20 per child per month to feed them, clothe them, give them education, uh, occasional medical care. <clears throat> uh, so $20 a month, you, if you have any kids that you're raising, you know that's pretty cheap. Okay? Uh, you know, even if you fed them rice every day, you know, you still, it still would cost more than that. But this is Madagascar. We can do that for $20. So we're asking, we have 55 children as of last week, and it's increasing all the time. But we have to have a minimum of 50 people that would commit to $20 a month for at least a year so we can see, you know, so we know we can feed them. Uh, how many of you would like to have your kids feed, fed? Okay. Well, we need to feed those kids as well. So um, we'll have those uh, sheets back there. All you have to do is put your name, your email address, and, or physical address, and then we'll let you know uh, how, how to do this, okay? And if you can't, you know, we were, there were times in our lives, Josette and I, we, we couldn't commit to $20 a month even for a year, but we could do something. So we're asking you, there's a basket back there, you know, you put a five, ten dollars, even a hundred dollars. I mean, I did. I promise you, it won't jump out if you put a hundred in there. Okay. So anyway, uh, do something for the kids. Don't just pass by and say, "Well, it's not my problem." It is your problem. You know, feeding feeding kids that are uh, uh, left in the streets and abandoned and discarded. It is our responsibility, I believe. Amen. Uh, brought some books. Uh, this latest one is called Finding You in the Kingdom. Finding You in the Kingdom. Many people uh, have the kingdom in them. If you're a Christian, you, the kingdom is already in you. That does not mean by any stretch of the imagination that you are necessarily in the kingdom and working with the kingdom and according to its principles. So this will teach you how to... Uh, Live according to the kingdom. Jesus, everything he did in his life and ministry was according to the resources of the kingdom and the principles of the kingdom. Okay? So we can't live according to the principle of this world and be successful Christians. It's impossible. Okay? So uh, anyway, you'll, uh, you'll enjoy this. Escape from Babel. There's a few other books there. Uh, make sure you check, check the table later on. Okay? Uh, I'm, I'm really relaxed because your pastor told me that I have till 3 o'clock today, so, you know, <laughs> praise God. No, we don't, we don't. So let's pray over the word. Father, we thank you. Thank you that you're the one that uh, can redeem the time. Your Holy Spirit is the one that can communicate, and I ask you to uh, reveal, reveal your word to these precious brothers and sisters, Lord God. Thank you for a fresh word, not just uh, some reheated manner, but a fresh word from you today so that we can go on and be conquerors, more than conquerors in this life 
for your glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Um, I like what you pastor did earlier. You know, sometimes we come into an environment and uh, we just submit to it. Okay. You know, sometimes I go, I get home and, uh, you know, it, it doesn't happen. I'll tell you right now, it doesn't happen very often. But if Josette is in a bad mood, I can feel it. And I can do one of two things. I can either submit to it, and it's going to be a long evening. Or I say, no, this is not acceptable. Amen? Amen. So what your pastor did was very proper. Say, we're, not, we're not submitting to this. We're not supposed to submit to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind, by the Word of God, by the Holy Spirit, and by the renewing through the presence of God. Amen. Thank you, sir. Amen. Uh, come with me to Joshua and the first chapter of Joshua, <clears throat> where we learn some things about warfare. Say warfare. Now, uh, you, you might be a throwback from the 60s. I am. You know, we, uh, we would wear the peace signs, you know, no to the bomb, and, and sing all the songs. The one that you heard on the background there would be one of them. Uh, you know, the Vietnam War and all that. And um, it, it's okay, you know, if you're not a, somebody, a warmonger. But I tell you, we had a war spiritually in this world, whether we like it or not, okay? And uh, we cannot draw back from a fight. We can't run from a fight. You know what happens when you, you draw back from a fight? The enemy takes advantage of it. And if you think you got trouble when you're faced with uh, an attack by the enemy, watch what happens when you start going back. Every time the children of Israel and Saul... When they were running away from Goliath that was challenging God, because that's what this is all about. Right. When, you, when you are being faced in a battle, you're facing a battle, you're not, you're not battling flesh and blood. Remember that. Principalities and powers. The devil wants, I mean, his job, he makes a career out of stealing, killing, and destroying. Okay? So you, you need to identify that. And then not submit to it, but fight. Every time they would run away from Goliath, Goliath would come back the next day and he felt empowered. He felt stronger. Amen? If you're in a ring against an adversary, the last thing you want him to figure out is that you are, you, you're done. You don't have anything left. Hello? You know, make it look, make yourself look good. Like, let them believe that you're, you're strong. That's why the Bible encourages, says, let the weak say. I mean, the, you're weak. You know you're weak. But let the weak say. And not submit that the weak say, I'm strong. You may be poor. Have nothing in the bank. Don't say, I'm broke. You say, I'm rich. And you know what happens? All of a sudden, money comes in. And if you're weak and you begin to proclaim what God says about it, then you become strong. Amen? Praise God. So here's Moses. Uh, I mean, not Moses. Moses was dead. But uh, uh, 
You have Joshua. God gives them instructions. Say instructions. You know, God gives us instructions on how to fight in this world. Amen? How many uh, strong soldiers do we have here? Okay? I found out one thing. To live up here in this environment, you got to be strong. You cannot be a sissy. (laughs) I mean... You know, I mean, I don't think there's anybody here that doesn't uh, have a weapon somewhere. Huh? Yeah, when you got bare, you know, signs on the uh, street, uh, uh, roads saying beware, you know, of uh, bear crossings, you better have a weapon. Amen. Now, here's what, what God says to Joshua. Every place that the sole of your feet would tread upon, I have given you... As I said to Moses, from the wilderness of this Lebanon, as for the great river, the river Euphrates, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. Say territory. Do you know that you have been assigned a territory, a spiritual territory? It's got your name on it. It is one that God has chosen for you. I mean, this, was for the, this is called the promised land for the children of Israel. They did not go and trespass on somebody else's territory. This is a territory that God had given them. But he has given you some territories. Do you know that? How many men do we have here? And you know that you're men. You know which bathroom to use, right? Okay. <laughs> That's always good. You know, I check now. I check. You know, are you, do you know which bathroom you're going to use? <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> but you, if you have a family, if you have a home, you, yet that's the first territory that you have responsibility over. Nobody else can, is given the authority over that home but you. Whatever you allow in that home is your responsibility. One day, we'll all have to answer to what we allowed in the sphere of our responsibility. You took your son one time, you told me, uh, he was mouthing off. You know, kids, when they get about 15 or 16, they think they figured it all out. And now they're going to tell the parents that have been around for who knows how many years that they don't know nothing. I got this, mom or dad. Well, you've got to remind them that they be the child and you're the dad. So he took the child and I guess you grabbed him by the shirt and say, okay, this is not going to work here. It's not going to work here because I'm in charge. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Uh, if, you, if you listen to today's society, you can't do that. You can't even tell a child, no. Are you kidding me? How are you going to raise a child, <laughs> you know, a teenager, if, if you're not able to say no? It's a great word to learn. Practice it. <laughs> it's not that hard. But we need to let kids know. No, no. See, this is okay, this is okay. This is not okay. Not on my watch. We used to tell our kids, I mean, we don't care how old they are. You, whatever you do out there, if you're not in, under my 
supervision, that's your, that's your thing. But, but here, this is not happening. You will not bring a boyfriend into your bedroom, not in this house. I don't care what your friends are saying or what they're doing. It's not my problem. Not here, anyway. Wow. Say territory. I have a territory. Your place of employment is not just a place where you get a, a paycheck, but it is your territory. Okay? If you're a Christian, you, you know the kingdom of God is in you, and it, it's a territory that God gave you, and he even gets you paid through it. I mean, how cool is that? Huh? See, you, you should not, just like, just like what happened this morning, you can go to your work and say, oh, oh, it's a terrible place to work. Oh, my God, I, know, I hope I can make it through the week. Well, you're going to have a miserable life till you retire. We need to go in with a totally different attitude. Say, this is an assignment of the Lord. This is a territory. I don't tell people when to come to work or when to leave, but... But I have an assignment here. I have a responsibility towards these people, including the boss. I'm not going to compromise. I'm not going to submit to this. I, I knew this as a baby Christian. You know, when the, all around me, people would swear and cuss and, oh my goodness. They had a very limited lang- uh, uh, vocabulary, believe me. But I didn't submit to that. I changed my vocabulary. Amen? We should never submit. How about your neighborhood? Oh, I, I live on the wrong side of the track. It's bad out here. Okay, why don't you change it? You told me this morning, somebody was complaining about the church. Not enough things happening in the church. But why don't you make it happen? I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> Novel idea. You're actually going to cause change. Yeah, that's called being the salt of the earth. Amen. You still love me? Man. You said, this guy, he drove all the way from Tennessee to tell us this. I'm not going to be mean to you because your pastor would, boy, he can be really mean. And he's, you don't know. You just don't want to know. (laughs) No man. Say no man. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong. Say, be strong. And of good courage. For, this, for to this people you shall divide all as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from the right or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. You know, we're too easily distracted today. There's so many things that can... Take us out of focus. Uh, I, I don't know, probably not here, but a lot of places in Michigan, uh, 
people lose, men lose their focus come about uh, fall because it's hunting season. All they can see is, is uh, deer antlers. You know, well, pastor, I'm sorry, you know, uh, you know I'm a deacon in the church, but you, under, you do understand, this is hunting season. <laughs> so you're going to have to do without me for whatever long, you know, it lasts, because, you know, I've I got to get my freezer full. <laughs> but, but, you know, we shouldn't lose focus. We cannot be distracted. Say, I should not be distracted. You know, if a boxer in a ring gets distracted, he's going to end up on the floor. You don't want to be distracted. This is a war that we better win. Amen? Say it. I will not be distracted. And boy, I tell you, the enemy comes up with all kinds of devices to take our our attention away. For example, he offers enemies that are not even enemies. Your mother-in-law is not your enemy. (laughs) Your children are not your enemies. Oh, here's a new one. Your wife is not your enemy. See, we, he, he, puts, he puts these things out there. You know, they pop up. And, say, and, and he gets away. He gets away free. We better know who the enemy is and not be distracted. Uh, Nehemiah, he's on that wall. And he knows that he knows that he knows that God put him there. And he's not just a guy doing construction work. He's somebody called by God. So when they try to distract him, he says, uh, wait a minute, this is not happening. I will not come down. I'm doing a great work. Do you know that if you are involved in a fight or battle or uh, taking care of an assignment that God gave you, it's a great work? Well, I'm just a deacon in the church. I just take up the offering. If it's a calling that God put on your life, it's a great work. It's a great work. Amen? Don't, don't uh, uh, call something holy and sacred called like, ah, this is nothing. I just do this until something better comes up. No, it's a great work. Say, I'm doing a great work. If you're really responsible for your family and you're a good dad, a good mom, you're doing a great work. Moms, I encourage you. Well, I'll tell you, today to be a mom, oh my goodness, you you need six years of college and a PhD to be able to raise kids today. Huh? Praise God. Let's give the moms a hand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't turn to the left, nor to the right, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. Amen? Praise God. I better look at my notes, otherwise I'll forget something. Oh, I like this. You know, uh, God told told Joshua that there was a limit to his territory. 
gave him the Euphrates, the sea, and all that. We need to know what our territory is. You know, the worst thing that can happen in a church, Pastor, is when somebody does not recognize the territory that he's been assi- or she has been assigned to, and they begin to step on somebody else's territory. I'll give you an example. An elder that wants to be the pastor. That spells trouble all over the place. Amen? Know what your territory is, what your assignment is. Don't step on somebody else's uh, lawn, okay? Sprinklers might go off and you will not be happy. (laughs) Do war but according to the rules. Uh, Identify your enemy. Hmm. Remember Daniel? Daniel was a man of prayer. If there ever was a man of prayer, Daniel was. You couldn't stop him. Even when he was threatened with, this is pretty extreme, being thrown to the lions, he didn't quit praying. So he knew how to pray, right? But then he prays one day and nothing happens. Second day, nothing happens. You're in a battle, you're in a war, and you pray. You say, God, remember me. Did you lose my email address? Did my mailbox fall to the ground and you can't deliver? What's happening? Anybody ever been there? <laughs> you say, Woo! Did I did I did he lose my file or what? Huh? Daniel was right there. Third day, nothing, nothing. A week goes by, nothing. Two weeks go by, nothing. The third week, 21 days, an angel shows up. And the angel explains to Daniel what happened. He says, the first day that you prayed, God heard your prayer. God already answered, but, but, there was a spiritual principality called the Prince of Persia that fought me and kept me from delivering. And the archangel Michael had to come and help me. How long have you been fighting? Who has been in a battle right here? Financial, emotional, relational? Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, there's only two kinds of Christians. Those that are in a battle or those that are going to be in a battle. So you, we better learn this. We better learn how to fight, not to run, not be weak, not to fall down, but say, hey, I am strong. Not in myself. But if God be for me, who can be against me? Greater is he that is in me that is in the world. There was a a servant that was with Elisha, and he woke up one morning. Have you ever had these mornings where you get up and you're having a bad day, and that bad day lasts for about a month? Well, that was one of those days. He gets up, and he looks, and there's... Enemies all around the place, and he said, oh my goodness. 
And then he, he does the inventory. How many? Okay, there's all them, and then there's us. There's two of us. Well, that's going to work. Hundreds of them, two of us. So he says, Master, what are we going to do? And Elisha already knows what he's going to do. And he says to this young man, he says, uh, just chill out. I'm telling you, if you're in a battle this morning, I said, chill out. It's going to be okay. Just don't give up. Don't run away. Trust the Lord. And Elisha prays that this young man doesn't just see the problem. See, you look at your bank account and you look at your, uh, what you have to pay and you say, what am I going to do? Not your problem. He is El Shaddai. He is and will remain your provider. He did not go broke in 2008. (laughs) And he'll come through. And the problems, marital, relational, emotional, he's going to take care of it. So Elisha prays that the eyes of this young man would open. And all of a sudden, he's very encouraged. He says, wow! There's more of us now than all these enemies around the hill. Those that are with you are more numerous than those that are against you. If God be for you, who can be against you? You're going to make it. Say it with me. I'm going to make it. No, say it like you really mean it. I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters, Lord God. I thank you that they're not just tough in the natural, in, in, in these uh, fighting these elements around here. That's, that's great. But Lord God, may they have that spiritual strength, that grace, Lord God, to having done all to stand, they continue to stand until they see the victory. They will not draw back. They will not submit to the enemy. But Lord Jesus, may they become fighters, winners, and according to your word, more than conquerors. I want you to stand up right now in your seat. You're going to say this with me. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, Jesus. I'm yours. yours. I believe that you live in me. me. And I say... Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I can do this. With you, Lord Jesus, I can do this. I will fight this battle. And when it's all said and done, we win. We win. We win. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we're going to take an offering uh, for Jean-Paul and Zosette. Amen. So, uh, um, again, we'll, um, we'll, yeah, get a bowl. We'll pass, we'll pass the bowl. Z. So, 